Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, it's all about Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Now, this game really got us to think about our entrepreneurial sides. I have a suggestion for us. We need to open a goat business called Left Behind Goat Club. Um, No goat is left behind. I've already purchased the domain. You already? (laughs) Great, great. Can I suggest a few, like, slogans for our business? At the Left Behind Goat Club... We'll jump for joy with goats. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Your, your uh, marketing responsibilities have been revoked. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and with me, three wonderful guests today. Uh, we start with the guys you already know, uh, Mike Ruffalo to start. Hello, hello. Uh, Mo Murtadi. Hello, everyone. And our special guest, our first guest on the pod, uh, Shane Chiasson. Howdy, I'm going to clap you on. Uh, I don't know, Shane, do you want to maybe give, uh, give the folks a little bit about yourself, kind of what you like gaming wise? Um, yeah, do that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, my name's Shane. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Jacob. I'm, I, I'm really enjoying video games, but I'm not very good at them. And, uh, yeah, my, my favorite game series is, uh, Final Fantasy. I'm a really big player and, uh, Metal Gear Solid is also another favorite. So only really good games. You like playing very good games, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, very good. I'm sorry. He said you like Metal Gear Solid. Where do you get Whoa. good games out of that? Ruffalo, watch your tone, oh, man. Wow. Watch, yeah, watch your it. Tone. Watch it. We'll mute Just you. wait until we talk about the minds of Moria. Admin privileges revoked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn off his headset and talk about him. I would understand if you're like, yo, Metal Gear Solid is anime. Like, I would understand that argument because I agree with it. But anime don't go trashing good, it. But Metal Gear yeah. Solid can't. Yo, he had handguns, and he was, like, guns in his hands, and he's... Oops, spoilers. Wow. We just lost half of our subscribers with Michael's <laughs> comments. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're not today, talking folks? about Metal Gear Solid today. Uh, yeah. We're talking about Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, uh, a game that I chose. So if it's all right with y'all, I'm going to do a quick brief on what this game is. Yes, let's, let let's go. do it. Tell let's us what it's it. about, Jake. So... A Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is made is developed by Starbreeze. Uh, they've made games, Chronicles of Riddick, Syndicate, The Darkness, uh, a lot of great shooters, hopefully some that will play on this podcast. Some fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, also, they also own Overkill, uh, the team that makes the Payday games. And Brothers is a third-person kind of story-based game where the gimmick of the game is that you control two brothers... Uh, one with each joystick, and they're moved individually with each joystick. Um, the game is also helmed by Joseph Fares, who's a Swedish filmmaker. Uh, he's now working on A Way Out, uh, which was announced at E3 this year. Um, and the story is basically, hey, your dad's sick. Go get this exotic thing to fix your father. And that's how the adventure starts. Mm. But there are Question. no real words. They speak either yeah. Simwish. Or Thank Swedish. goodness. 
Okay, okay, because yeah. I literally, I literally thought I had like a Portuguese Steam account, and I downloaded the wrong like <laughs> audio file. So I'm, I was gonna ask that real right. quick, but we figured it out. Thanks, guys. We got yeah. it. What's okay. interesting is I think Joseph Fares has a he's Swedish, but also um, a Syrian as well. So the the language in this game is um, based on Lebanese Arabic. Okay, oh, that's another thing. So there's sense. a couple there's a couple things they were saying, and I'm like, hey, that's kind of close to some kind of Arabic that I've heard before. Um, but I thought that was just my brain going crazy, like it usually does. But yeah, <laughs> I can see that connection. That's that's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The one You're guy's welcome. name Naim, I think is yeah. Yeah, definitely a Lebanese name. Yeah. That's what I called him at least. Yeah, yeah. the younger I brother think you're, you're and right. the older brother. Yeah. So Jacob, tell us the tell us how the game, what the interesting thing about the game is. So. My experience, I'll start with my experience of the game and then I'll ask you guys kind of what your experience is with it. So I played this game, I think about a year after it came out um, because it was being talked about as we've talked about in other episodes, been talked about on Game of the Year podcasts about like, hey, this game's really dope, you should check it out. Um, I really wanted to play it because I have a younger brother as well. So that story of two brothers going on an adventure, like that's something that I was very interested in checking out. So I've played this game once before, about a year after it came out on Xbox 360. And I now have played the game for a second time on iOS. And I, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this and you haven't bought the game yet, do not play it on mobile. All right, that's a, that's a good warning. Yeah, and I and that's the reason for that is it uses virtual joysticks, and the platform like mobile was not made for a game like this where essentially those joysticks are taking up a quarter of your screen real estate. Like it just doesn't work. It's it's a platform limitation, and uh, I had some issues technically with the game on iOS as well. So, what platforms is it available on, and which one would you, I guess, if people want to play it, would you recommend them? playing it on uh, i would say get it on any platform that's not ios android or windows phone uh it's available i believe on eight platforms uh pc xbox one xbox 360 uh ps4 ps3 android windows phone and ios and i'm that's pretty good i'm not even reading that um <laughs> don't play it on mobile play it on any of the other platforms uh so mm-hmm. mike why don't you tell us how you played it and what your experience with the game is yeah, so very similar to you. I heard a lot of hype about it uh, at, during Game of the Year time, Game of the Year discussions, and um, it was something that didn't initially strike my interest, but I decided to go back and play it after hearing you know, effusive praise, and uh, it ended up becoming, I think, one of my favorite games of all time. I think uh, it's something I would hold up as how games can be art, and how games can do storytelling in a way that can't be done in other mediums. Uh, and I initially played it on the Xbox 360. And uh, yeah, it, it, I think this time as well, I played it on the 360. So it uh, it was a good time. I can't wait to talk more about it. What about you, Mo? Uh, yeah, Mo. Uh, well, for me, so I'm, I'm playing it on PC. Um, I had a very unique, I guess, play experience with it. Um, first of all, when I, when I first uh, launched the game, when I was playing it, it kind of gives you that prompt saying, Hey, this game was designed to be played on a controller. Make sure you play it on a controller. And I was intending on playing it with my keyboard. So I reached out for my Logitech, I guess, uh, gamepad, plugged it in and it started playing it that way. Um, but then it got to a point where I'm not sure if it was just me setting it up wrong. I think one of my joysticks was like, had like an inverted, uh, input type 
So my like, oh no yeah. So what I ended up having to do though, which kind of worked still, was I had my right hand on the joystick on the like gamepad holding the controller, and then my left hand was on the WASD keys on the keyboard. And I was playing it with two different like formats. It worked great, loved it. <laughs> um, so it, it looks kind of weird, but it, just, it worked fine with my hands. My hands that are just able to process it. Fun. Yeah, but it, it was actually good because like one thing with me with games, and maybe you can tell by the previous podcast, is I'm a sucker for like game like mechanics like new ways of playing a game and then when i first launched it you kind of get control of those two guys one with the left hand of the controller the other one with the right hand and uh you kind of move them independently or you kind of have to work that way that instantly i was like okay this is going to be a good experience almost before i even got started playing the game um yeah i I thought it was a pretty cool thing and once again i knew nothing about it this is one of the recommendations that i kind of was like okay let's let's install it go into a blank and kind of get some kind of like uh honest reaction to the game itself and i think i have a few points that i want to bring up later on it was good what about you shane uh yeah i'm in the same boat as mo um i knew absolutely nothing about this game before i started um and yeah i had like no expectations um and yeah i uh, i played on the pc using a ps4 controller and my controller worked fine for throughout the whole game and so i just stuck with that um and yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm in the same kind of mindset as Jacob as well. I have a younger brother, and I was interested in kind of going on an adventure. Um, and I, I really felt like they delivered. Jacob, yeah. do you want to give us the uh, the intro to the story and then lead us into the first section? Yeah, so the uh, first section, uh, basically the intro, like we said, there's no spoken dialogue. So everything in the game that happens from a story perspective is done through that um, language based on Lebanese Arabic and also through kind of hand gestures. So what you learn is that in the opening, you're, you're the younger brother and you go through a sequence where you see who I believe is your mother drowning. Um, so she drowns, she passes away and the game fades to you in front of your mother's grave. Um, to keep the sadness train rolling, uh, you go into your house and in the house, just want to make sure you still hear me, uh, in the house, you can hear, uh, you can see your father who is being treated by, uh, an archmaster or whatever. Basically you need to get him some kind of mythical potion across the world to be able to heal him. So your older brother and you start on a journey across the world, I guess, to um, to get this potion for your father to make sure he lives. And so you control two brothers in the game, right? The older brother it, with one sick and the younger brother with the other. Exactly. So uh, very much like I've only played another game, uh, The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. I don't know if you guys played that PlayStation no. 2 game back in the day. Nope. Uh, same same concept where you have two separate characters that with your left brain, right brain, you have to kind of control independently. Interesting. The, the only game yeah. that I've played like this was Schism, which was a, an Xbox Live arcade game that was uh, almost like a twin stick shooter and a puzzle game rolled into one where mm. you had to uh, eat these dots with the right colored uh, object. Um, and yeah, so it was the same idea of splitting your brain in half. Yeah, which which to me was was kind of difficult at first, but I I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I found it a little bit difficult at first, um, the first time I played it. The second time around, because I kind of knew what I was getting into and that I had done it already, it became you know much easier. Uh, oh, really? But I found that in a, in a short amount of time, you can quickly adapt to it and learn how to control both of them. Yeah, for me, like I think I picked it up fairly like quickly, even though I had like the two contr- one keyboard in one hand and a c- controller in the other. It's like at first, <laughs> you're obviously your brain's like, "What's going on? How do I control all these guys? Where are they going?" But then you kind of like, I don't know, it kind of just works. Uh, there's some tricky parts later on in the game, but like the mechanics, I think they they were well done, even though I had to struggle with my uh, keyboard. Yeah, I, uh, I, found- I feel like. Sorry, go ahead, Shane. Uh, yeah, I feel like. Uh- for me, I started off really strong, and I got worse as I went along, actually. <laughs> um, maybe I just got too comfortable and stopped actively thinking about it. But No, yeah, I, I think you're just speaking end, the truth. You're speaking yeah. the truth, and we're, we're, we're all confident about our gaming skills, and you're like, no, no, you, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> It gets harder as it goes on, definitely. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I found. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. I, what I enjoyed yeah, I is that did... they kept giving you different ways to use those controls with different types of puzzles. Uh, but I think we'll get into that. Um, Jake, what was the first section and what was your experience with it? Yeah, so the game eases you in really well. Uh, it starts you off kind of in your backyard, kind of teaching you. I think the first thing you have to do in the game is carry your father in a wheelbarrow type device. And you have to do some very simple puzzles. So like learn how to control him, uh, how to control the brothers and how to interact with things. And then some of the, I think in the first world, it shares pretty much all of the unique mechanics. So uh, example, uh, you there's like a, a height there's like a, a ledge that's maybe eight or nine feet up. The younger brother's too short and he can't reach it by himself. And the older brother is the same. He can't reach it by himself. But you have to use both of them to kind of prop up the younger brother who then sets a rope down. So it teaches you those like unique brother-brother uh, mechanics and then kind of eases you in as you get outside into the town and the farm into, hey, you can actually die now. So here's how you here's how you get past these puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, re- it's really cool. Like, even later on in the game, that kind of progresses you. There's some things you'll be walking around with one brother to interact with, and nothing happens. And you kind of have to, like, intuitively remember, okay, let me give this a shot with the other brother, because he's a different, mm-hmm. like, kind of character. So mm-hmm. later on in the game, like, when you realize that, hey, this brother could do something this brother can't, you kind of always play around. So whenever you see an object, like an objective, you're like, how can I, like, tackle this? Let's see what each one does, and... F- solve the problem using the two unique characters we have control of it's cool i I thought the two unique two unique characters aspect was um kind of inventive i I love the way that they they implemented it but the thing that really struck me in this first section was the style of the game it uh it's clearly not pushing crazy graphical powers but everything looks so good oh Uh, my gosh yes 100 percent and that, I, I, they know it too. They leave those benches everywhere for you to, <laughs> for you to yeah. look around. Let's just take five minutes out of our day to take a look at this amazing vista, even though our father's dying. Well, so just to, I want to chime in on this too. Like <laughs> this, so th- this game in general, like so, I, I just I, I kind of just started dabbling into game development like a few months ago, and uh, it, initially, what it kind of seemed like is like the very standard like sample packages they kind of give you when you like install Unity or the Unreal Engine to kind of like test out the the platform itself. They give you like characters and like cars and things like that, and like the graphics kind of look like that, but it shows like you don't need much 
to make like a great experience. If you have a good like art team and a good like scenery team, you can make like simple mechanics because at the end of the day, the only mechanics in this is moving a character along and an interaction button. That's all there really is. Mm. But this game is like if I was to say that's my review of the game, I should be dismissed from giving any critical opinion about any game forever because it was so much more than that with yeah but, yeah. but you like metal gear so i mean you're already but, on thin ice this is stop not- stop crapping on metal gear like <laughs> metal gear really this podcast it's a great awesome. series sure but yeah sure. no it's it's it seems like a simple game when you first started but there's there's some moments like i don't know if we want to jump into it right away but there's that one level where you load in and there's those wolves it's a completely oh, yeah. dark, dark mm-hmm. scene, and all you see is eyes. And like as you're moving on, like you, one of the brothers has a torch, and if you get too close to a wolf, they like bite you. But you got to f- kind of flail the fire to get them away from you. Just the scenery and the mood was incredible with something so simple as just shadows. Yeah, I think the style they do, they do so much to set the mood. The style is definitely one of it, one of the one of the aspects. But I think they do such a great job in that initial section, uh, developing mm-hmm. the characters of the younger and older brother. Because mm-hmm. um, in that initial section, there's some kind of bully that uh, prevents you from crossing the bridge, and then is always trying to prevent you from moving forward. And that's where you find the combination of you know the younger brother slipping through a gate, um, or the older brother lifting up uh, a cage to allow him to get past. You mean um, Wario's baby cousin? That's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I think they they do a really great job setting up the characters and the relationship between the brother. Um, I mean, early on, you you get that moment where the younger brother won't go into the water without uh, riding on the back of the older brother, Um, which I thought was a great little moment because games very often, I think, lose the lose the fear of the character uh, because so much of it's a, a big big power power fantasy you know you give mm-hmm. characters a whole bunch of different powers but i think going back to what mo was saying of there's only like one real interaction button um and these characters don't have insane powers they just have the ability to cooperate which i think yeah. makes it that much more interesting this game design kind of took over because like the development side it's like I'm, I'm i can't emphasize enough it's movement is pre-built when you use like the unreal engine or unity you just have to call specific functions and the interaction button is just to click a button and do something. That's all it really is. There's nothing else. There's no real, like, other type of interaction, no other weird commands. It's kind of like once you get to a location, you do one thing or you don't do one thing. But th- the way it was designed, it makes it feel like it's so much more, which is great. Like, I can't emphasize how awesome it was and how whoever designed it, um, they knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah. yeah, especially with the unique interactions. I mean, I keep thinking back to um, the sheep. So when you walk into the sheep pen and you have to actually grab one of the sheep to put it on that wheel, like that wheel. Yeah. I know that what I I did, <laughs> which may, I guess makes me partly a sadist, is I put the sheep on the bridge where like he would have to go up. So I put the sheep on the bridge, and when the bridge came up, like a potato bug, that sheep just kind of rolled very happily <laughs> down the bridge, and I very loudly w- was laughing at just how charming that little mo- like no one had to take the time to make sure that, that 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 sheep animated the way it did, but it was like super charming, and I really appreciated the little details that just made the game from a presentation per- perspective shine. There are so many nice little ways to interact with the world, like spitting into the well as the two brothers or knocking on the the little tin, um, 
the tin pot over the over the campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of little things in the world that you can interact with that don't really have a you know a gameplay uh, reason that you know it doesn't help solve a puzzle or move the story forward, but it helps add character and liveliness to the world, yeah. and that's something that I, I really appreciated. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and even even the stuff like the giant. So when you get to the giant, which is a little further, um, even the way that he was animated, like there was charm, and like I thought that giant was really cute, and I, I thought that he, giant was going to kill us. I the, thought he was cute. Wait, are we talking about the crying giant? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did, did, so I gotta ask this: How, Were you guys wearing like headphones or anything when you were playing the game, or like off of a TV? Um, yeah, off a TV. On the TV. So, I was playing with headphones. Yeah, so I was playing with headphones, and you can kind—I of, don't know. Did you guys hear him crying from a very like far distant uh, way no, before didn't. you got yes. to? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did. did. So I can hear kind of just sniffling and crying, and I was like, "What is happening?" As you get closer, it's like louder and louder. So yeah, that's another thing. Like it, the sound is great. Um, and it adds character. You can't emphasize it. I feel like we're saying so much about, oh, there's so much, so much, so much, but it's, it's true. It's not to undersell it and saying it's like, it shouldn't have all that stuff, but it's like refreshing to kind of not expect much and get kind of blown away. Cause that doesn't really happen that often when you play a game. It was, uh, it was really interesting with the troll too, cause usually, um, trolls are blocking you from passing exactly. bridges and stuff like that. And uh, oh, this yeah. troll was like all about helping you get to your destination. Yeah, yeah, I was really skeptical of that troll the first time I played through because I thought, you know, if you think like myth- mythologically or children's stories, trolls are exactly what you said. They they prevent you from getting where you need to go, and uh, he didn't seem happy when you found him. So I didn't. I had no reason to think that he was going to help us. Yeah. Um, and then that leads into that moment where he grabs you and grabs both of you in each arm and then jumps down a big hole down uh, down a waterfall. Which, yeah. uh, which to me was one of the most amazing moments of the game. Yeah, and to, to give context too, you you're walking around and you hear that like troll start crying, and then once again you don't. There's no like speaking in the game, but you kind of see that something's wrong with him. And then like I don't, I can't remember if it was a cutscene or if it was a while the gameplay was going on. He eventually helps you clear certain passages. Like there'll be like a gap between two locations. He'll stick his arms out to make like a bootleg ledge that you can like hit, like move across or. Um, if you need to get across somewhere, he'll throw you or whatever it needs to be. <laughs> he kind of like, kind of fills the holes of like the landscape in order for you to keep advancing forward. And you have no idea why you're just kind of going with the game. He was crying. He was vulnerable. And you're kind of like, okay, uh, I'll just go this way with you. Well, I guess cause there's no other path besides following him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so, then, so yeah. he brings you underground. So the I, I would almost say the game is very light and lighthearted. It's very storybook esque. And then the 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 troll takes you underground, um, where you have to save his lady troll friend, right? <laughs> which you do, which you don't know about. So you, at the same time, you're just kind of moving around, moving around underground, solving puzzles with your brother. And then you get to the lady friend who's trapped in a steel cage in the middle of this kind of arena. And you in the don't great know mines of Moria. Yeah, and to be honest, when I first saw it, I, I didn't really realize that he led us down there to meet her. I just saw like just another troll that I have to help. And it wasn't until you kind of pass that portion of the game, that that portion of the game, when you see, oh my gosh, this has something to do with that original troll. Maybe because I'm not paying attention to it, and maybe you guys picked it up. But when I played it, I just saw, okay, it's another troll. I have to help out. Let's just see what we can do. Especially because he doesn't come with you throughout that 
uh, underground sequence. You know, it's yeah. not like he's a constant presence. So he's easy. It's easy to forget about him and think that he was just helping you get down there. And that was where you needed to go before you got to the next section. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely didn't think that we were saving his girlfriend or wife until the very end when you yeah. see her. Uh, should we talk yeah, about- and I, I have to say when when you trap I, I don't know if Mo you were going to say this but when you actually trap the troll in the cage like I was smiling the whole time because I'm like hey <laughs> I got him I well, got no, him hey, let, we can even, let's talk about that actually so it's essentially the first boss would you guys say that so when you see the lady yeah. troll well, you, what does she end up pointing you to is she points to another troll kind of hiding behind this gate and you have to use the younger brother because the younger brother is the only person small enough to go in between these like kind of like jail cell bars so you lean over you grab a key from this other troll that's kind of not facing you you walk back to the lady troll and you release the I guess the her steel cage that she's in, she gets out of it and just runs away. And then when she runs away, all of a sudden the big troll guy that you took the key from, he kind of notices something's wrong and comes back and enters this arena with you and is looking for you. And you're kind of like stuck there, you and your brother with a giant troll in the middle of the arena, kind of hunting for you. And you have to figure out like what the hell the hell do I tackle this? Um, does anyone else want to kind of carry on from here? How you kind of solve this like puzzle of a giant troll in the area? There's a cage in the middle. And there's you guys trying to kind of survive in this first boss game. And you have, once again, you have no weapons. All you have is an interact button and the game design to kind of defeat him. Well, Did the, anybody... The puzzle uh, portion of it seemed pretty clear to me of the little brother has to go through the gate and not step on any of the bones. But once that was finished, that's when I kind of, you know, I died the first time. No I way! Didn't, didn't know what to do next, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know if, uh, Shane, you were about to say that, but, like, for me, I, I got it, like, right away. I saw another set of, like, kind of jail cell bars. I knew the little brother was going to be the one to kind of win this portion of the game. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask if anybody beat it without dying. Cause I, me, first try. First oh, try wow. without, first attempt, I, maybe it, it was a, just a gut reaction, but um, I guess, do you want to set up how you defeat this guy, I guess? Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, for, for me, I, uh, I had the guy or the older brother um move the lever and open the cage and then i was just thinking like how am i going to get the little brother in there and out um, yeah <laughs> with with the troll and i died a few times doing that but then uh, eventually i kind of thought that there was a sweet spot near the opening and he ran all the way in and then i i got out and trapped him yeah wolf's not to kind of be all in this portion, but for me, like as soon as we got in there, that's what I did. I went, I took the older brother to control the kind of like the gate area. I walked in and I screamed at the guy. So like I pressed the interact button and he screamed like, Hey, hello, or whatever that language is saying like, come over here. The troll saw me. The second I saw him come around to go into the cage, I just squeezed out and I closed it on him using the older brother who was next to the lever. And it was, I don't know if maybe just I was in the right place at the right time and it just kind of clicked, but it seemed like there's a cage. It was locked before. I have access to open and close it. My brain was like, all right, get him in here. If he's looking for you, let's make sure he finds you and go into the right spot. That was my yeah, first was, thought too. I was very happy to hear you guys say that because I, I played the game before, right? So I, I just, I think I kind of remembered parts of it where I'm like, oh yeah, just like wherever there's a cage, the little brother can squeeze through. Yeah. So, it didn't take me long to do it, but I would imagine the first time I did it, there was a little bit of trial and error with it. Oh, wait, so yeah. you closed? You got the brother out of the closed cage? Yes, correct. Oh, I wow. Sque- no, that's not how I did it. Oh, no, that's not how I did it at all. Oh, really? Cool. No, How did you guys right. do it? 
Wait, yes, Ruffalo, we're on the same team. Yeah, Bill and, Bill and I are on the same team here. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't like you. You don't like you don't like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just kidding. Now, Shane, did did you not run with the little brother? Like you ran at the cage, um, and then you basically at the same time started crawling through the cage with the little brother and closing with the big brother, right? Yeah, like I had the big brother. I just kept the cage open, and then little brother, um, he. He just went in like right around the corner of like the opening, and then as soon as the guy ran in, little brother ran out, and then I shut it. But yeah, I didn't oh. slip through the cracks. Oh, oh, I slipped through the cage, so Same. you're the only one that did. Oh that wow, way. I didn't know you. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, because you know how early on when you grabbed the key, he's kind of moving in like a cage like gate. That has the same like yeah. spacing as the actual jail cell place, so that's kind of why I did it. So you kind of just ran out really quickly and kind of like, yep, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, hey, that works. Uh, He's trapped. I thought it was too tight for him to squeeze out. No, but yeah, it works. At the end of the day, we trap the mean troll, and then as soon as you <laughs> trap him, you see the uh, the the female like troll come back and is like, "Hey, come up here, come this way," and she's like back, kind of helping you up to get out of this arena, and you kind of advance forward. And is this when you see the the husband troll? I guess is this that at this point? I can't remember. Yeah. So they the husband troll uh, greets his wife or girlfriend or whatever, and then and you, you see it for uh, the first time, and then pushes you off into the next section, um, which is the the mountain, and then yeah, that the leads sky, to the, the more the sky section, right? Right. Exactly. Mm. So Jacob, yes. do you want to walk us through that? Yeah, so to me, all, all that I, again, I'm, I'm really great at taking notes sometimes. So my notes say, the goat section was fun. <laughs> Hang gliders are awesome. Jack and the beanstalk, question mark. Going yeah. up the castle and then a bird takes flight. Those are my notes. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I, the only, the only thing I remember in that is my favorite part from the game, which is the goat section where you like use these goats where you're like skipping or you're, it, it reminded me a <gasps> yeah. lot of the like climax of journey or like that really nice moment in journey when you're coming down and you're like surfing on the sand and the, the sunset pans, like that is one of the most memorable gaming moments I've had in the past 10 years where you're like on the sand and then there's the camera pan and you see that the sunset just in, in beautiful. Like this section is very similar to that where you're like jumping on the mountain, like little, um, like little rocks and you're using the goat to jump over these little sections and make it to the top. Yeah. yeah it's kind of one of my favorite parts as well. Yeah. It's kind of like if you ever imagined, like if you're able to take, if you're able, ever able to in real life, ride a mountain goat and like <laughs> run up the side of a hill or like jump around on like different, that's exactly what's happening in the game. You find these goats, you jump on them and you can ride them. So you get that speed boost, but you also get to just jump back and forth on different rock pieces to traverse the, the mountain, I guess, side. Yeah, that was a. It's that's... so fun to ride those mountain goats because they jump over these big ledges and on little pieces of stone in the same way yeah. that mountain goats can climb a mountain and rest their entire weight on you know one little cliff, uh, you know, little cliff's edge. Um, and they move so fast and you know top over these little tiny bits that you know you would have a tough time doing yourself. Yeah. And the other thing is. Up until this point, I'd been thinking that the the jumping powers of the brothers that they were essentially billy goats because they scale vertical vertical ledges really quickly. They make really long jumps, so I thought it was only fitting that you know I had thought of them as essentially billy goats, and then they hop on top of these mountain goats and then, and then speed off into the into the vista up the mountain. 
I have a suggestion for us. We need to open a goat business called Left Behind Goat Club. Um, no goats behind. No goats I've already behind. purchased the domain. You already <laughs> great, great. Can I suggest a few like slogans for our business? Shane, you have to get the social handles. Get on oh, that. For, yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll at the up, Left uh, Behind Goat Twitter Club. Goats. We'll jump for joy with goats. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, your your uh, marketing responsibilities have been revoked. Yeah. So on the next episode of Left Left Behind Game Club, Mo, Shane, and I will be playing a different Left game. Jacob Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The goats. Are, are you guys nice. goading me right now? Because that's not very nice. This has to end. The goat. This has to end. <laughs> the Left Behind Goat Club, where okay. you so after you ride the mountain goats, <laughs> you are left to an area. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where there's a mad scientist, an Einstein, who creates a hang glider that yes. uh, after solving oh, a simple a gear puzzle. Oh, did we skip a part? Yeah. Well, I was. I wanted to ask. Um, did anybody find? It's like a little side quest. I don't really think it adds or takes away from like the game like at all like other than like me experiencing it but did you guys find the guy with uh, the burned down house no no oh okay well i found a side quest um and i, I was gonna ask a different question but if none of you guys found him um i'll just explain no, no, it. tell us about it so um there was uh there's a, a little section um i don't remember what it was for it was definitely before the goats but uh you could make a right on the road and there was a guy and he had tied himself in a noose Oh he yeah! Was, oh. He was going to hang himself. That's right. when it got dark yes. real quick. Yeah, yeah. but um, so I found out that if you were the little brother, the little brother couldn't lift him. Um, so then I purposely died and then reset back to that point. And the big brother can lift him, and then the little brother can uh, untie him. And then he just sits there on the ground and cries. But if you look into it further, there's a there's clearly been a fire in what looks like a house and the. Uh, the the younger brother can uh, squeeze in there and he gets a little box of some kind and gives it to the the crying guy and oh. who just tried to kill himself and then he plays the it's a music box he plays the music box and then he they have a funeral for his family um, oh wow so i just left him crying i didn't even care oh well if <laughs> oh, you would have left him he would have been dead. i got the box <laughs> i got the box but i figured that was just part of like part of the story I, I'd, I'd forgotten about it because there's so much memorable stuff in that stretch that I just forgot yeah. about did, all, no. did forgot you about guys save him no I just saved I, him and then I let him cry oh okay <laughs> I saved him and I, I just never thought of him as the burned down house guy yeah oh, okay um, yeah no, I, that's, I thought he was I just like gossip and him like, as the hanging guy but did yeah, you see the, just, the burnt bodies underneath the towel yeah, yeah. yeah. so oh. they, they bury them if you give them the music box they, there's a little cut scene where they, they bury those bodies and uh, mm-hmm. you know they say some kind words in uh, sing, yeah. English so in case in case it was Sweetish. missed in the original recording, so what, well, I can, we have to emphasize this, even though it's kind of gruesome. You're walking along, happy game, kind of like dark and positive moments, and you see a guy hanging himself and like choking on like the edge of this like rope, mm-hmm. and you have you have a quick like opportunity run. to save him. This is completely like blindsided. Like, you know, I didn't really expect it. It was like, okay, what is going on? What kind of uh kind of game is this changing into? Because originally you're like, okay, your dad is sick. You're saving him. There's a troll. And then, holy crap, someone's hanging themselves and committing suicide. Like, good morning type situation. I wonder if there's a reason why his house caught on fire. Because, like, as far as the story goes, I Insurance don't really think money. it fits in. Oh, okay. 
life insurance, house insurance. <laughs> it's all insurance money. That makes a lot of sense, actually. All right, let's You're move on. You're a twisted dude, man. <laughs> or, like, yeah, he was going for the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers for the NBA championship, and then they lost. He <laughs> realized that his goat business was a bust, so then he decided to burn his house <gasps> down. It's a conspiracy. It's a goat it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Stay woke. Please stop me. Please okay, stop me. So this- here's something that I want to mention in this section. Uh, this is where I first like had the the real realization that uh, Joseph Ferris had like a real hand in making this. Um, because you Ferris? see a lot of like cinematic touch points throughout. It's the the director. He's a film director who. Uh, was oh, the lead director sense. on this game. Um, and you can see that they're, like, just in terms of, like, the storytelling of this game, it's one of the very few that does the end back on the ranch moments. Um, so I, I think it's just before you get on the billy goats. Uh, it yes. cuts back to your father and the monk slash priest slash doctor who's trying to take care of him. And it sort of reminds you of the stakes at hand. And, you know, I've... I've heard a whole bunch about script writing and screenwriting and things like that. And one of the very common things that it says is to, you know, always go back to back on the ranch to have different peaks and valleys in the story and to remind people of what the stakes are. And, um, I, when, when I saw it again this time, it made me think there are not many games that I know that cut away to a different part that isn't the main character to remind players of what's going on in the story. Um, and I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a really nice touch. And then uh, the other thing that made it for me a little bit more cinematic was the the angles that it that it puts you at. They play with the camera a lot in this game, and it gives you a real sense of verticality and depth. Um, specifically, when you're in the mines and you're looking down a lot, you see you see trolls working in mining below you, uh, and you see like their silhouettes or shadows in uh in campfires and things like that and it's just nice cinematic touches that i don't think most games pay attention to i just want to ask camera control um my camera control was like swiping on the ios device you obviously can't move the camera with your joysticks so do you have to move the camera at all uh you do even know how i feel like um but i honestly very rarely touched the camera controls. Like, same here, same I here. didn't really agree with where the camera was at all times, but I kind of just dealt with it because exactly. camera control was kind of hard um, anyways because like, there were some times where you just couldn't move it, so those buttons weren't even responsive all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I worked around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I had issues with it. So I kind of understood that they were locking the camera for a reason. Um but yeah, I, I I appreciated the the way that it gave the the game a bit more of a cinematic touch. Yeah. By the way, this is just from the sense of how everyone's talking. This is probably the first game where everyone's has like an overall general positive experience. We haven't really said a single critical thing. So get ready. <laughs> I have a get ready for statement. my comments. I'm just <laughs> um, Sorry, what were you gonna say, Shane? So my just just one thing that kind of took me out of the game a little bit like not not really like a big uh big thing but those uh rope and ladder puzzles where um the big brother has to lift little brother up um they just weren't very realistic to me like they didn't they didn't (laughs) need like you go to giant land and there's a broken ladder that i've seen before and and it's just like why (laughs) why can't you make a different ladder or just a different type of puzzle to get up there or something and i i get it it was simple yeah, I just struggled why they needed it more than once yeah, or twice. They used it like 
a million times and I, I just kept going through it and I'm like, all right, we're at a giant castle and there's a mini ladder. All right, we're in a wait, normal how place. Do, how do we get to ladder. the giant castle? Oh, wait. You go up the, you're on oh, the no, hang the, ladder. Uh, hang glider. The hang glider. So the hang glider moment for me, I don't know about you guys. It was I thought that was amazing. The hang glider moment. <laughs> that was so fun. It reminded me, if we're going back to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, the, it was cool. The, my favorite Colossus, the one that swoops down and you climb on its back. And it gives you that real rush, that sensation. Um, it brought me back to that moment. And I realized yeah. any moment in games where you're suddenly flying and moving much faster than you normally do is yeah. is like a is a high point. Now, did anybody now let ca- a brother? What did anybody let a brother drop just for fun? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did on accident. Did. You guys are dark on accident. <laughs> I, I wasn't intending to, but I let go of like the interact button, and he let go. Uh, I have my here's. I have to kind of like, yeah. I let go of the button. Yeah, I let go. I'm gonna nitpick and say so this cheap. kind of this part was incredible. The experience is great, but my biggest annoyance with it was. Uh, when you're in the hang glider, it's great to kind of like move the brothers along and use like their weight to shift the direction. But I almost felt like it was already a set direction it was sending you on. And you're just very lightly influencing its path. Um, like you can go left and right, but it's kind of following the same. Gen- you're, you're going down a, sl- a wide slide. And almost no matter what, you kind of generally find your way through it. There's right. not really much freedom. Did anybody but crash? at the same time, uh, no. No. But oh. they do a really great job at giving you that sensation that you're about to. Yeah, no, yeah, you totally uh, can crash. I tried no, that too. I, I just mean at the end of that hang glider <laughs> area. <laughs> of course, you guys let a brother drop and intentionally crashed your hang glider before you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was that was a good like moment though. It was, it was like you feel like you're hang gliding. It's it's strange. Yeah, no, that's par- partially why I let him drop uh, towards the end because I wanted to do it again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm Team Goat, so sorry, guys. You like goats better than hang gliders. Uh, goats beats hang gliders every day. All right. Well, uh, you know what doesn't beat goats? Battlestar um, Galactica? S- oh. <laughs> yes, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Um, I, one of my favorite puzzles is in the giant castle section, and it's using mm-hmm. that rope that ties the two brothers together and how you have to swing up uh, from oh, yeah. ledge to ledge. I thought that was such a fun way to add that a different really style fun. of puzzle. Um, even though it wasn't that much different than the other ones, I thought it was just fun enough that uh, that it was changing things up a little bit, section by section. Yeah, it was it's pretty unique. Like so, you once again to emphasize it, your uh, your two brothers are tied together using a rope. So when you're traversing like the walls or the ledges, if like w- you let go of one brother, they can kind of swing using the anchor point of the other brother holding onto the wall and swing left and right using their body to get to another portion left or right. So it's kind of like they kind of did like a whole Assassin's Creed like new way of like jumping around uh, ledge to ledge. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I just struggled with it on mobile just because those of virtual course. joysticks were a pain in the butt. It's probably a nightmare. Uh, it was a it was my nightmare. I I was sweating, I was swearing, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I wanted my goat. Braid. I wanted to be part of my goat business. I didn't want to do <laughs> yeah, this dude, anymore. Yeah. For for mobile, I so I saw uh, like a little video of it on mobile. And I saw the joysticks, but what were the trigger commands on on your phone? Like, how did you interact? You would have to actually push into the joystick. Oh. So it oh, it no. was a bit of a. It, I think it was probably a little bit more forgiving 
um, design-wise, but um, I actually posted on my Twitter, um, Evan Narciss, I think I said his name right, he wrote up a uh, story on Kotaku in 2015 that is titled, Don't Play Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons on iOS, and it has a pretty good breakdown of what the problem is here with it is so uh if you're interested uh at jacob mccord on twitter uh you can see that don't play brothers a tale of two sons on ios on kotaku final warning (laughs) (laughs) that's cool if you haven't heard it loud enough already (laughs) don't play brothers on mobile okay i won't mention it again so we're at the giant's castle we've done some swinging up i think we get into the house and we see that there's this little griffin or something trapped in a cage and then Mm -hmm. You end up freeing it, and then with any winged beast that you free, I think you then start riding on its back. <laughs> That's the rule. It's <laughs> That's the general works. rule in this game. Yeah, it was um, all bloody, though. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be able to fly. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be either. Uh, it seemed like it was banged up, like on the ground, bleeding, I guess. Was, yeah, why yeah. was it in a cage? If it, like, I don't... Really well, there were drawings on the on the wall, and it looked like uh, the giant or regular-sized person, and we're just tiny. I couldn't tell which one it was. Um, was sitting there and drawing the the face of the uh, of the griffin beast. You thing. saw another person in that room. No, no, but there were drawings up on the oh, wall, okay, and they okay. looked like they had been yeah, like sketches. Someone trying to uh, someone trying to draw it. So it, to me, it seemed like they were keeping it captive, so that way they could use it as a subject for their drawings. Yeah. Mm, it probably tried to dirty. escape and like banged itself up like on the sides of the cage. Yeah. That could oh yeah, true. Sad bird. Yeah, anyways, bleeding griffin. <laughs> bleeding griffin, yeah. So we take the bleeding griffin, and then we are left in a war zone where there are dead giants everywhere. And the Did griffin not, also yeah. died. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love that griffin for, like, the, the short amount of time we were with it. Like, when he died, I was like, oh, no. Well, yeah, you rescue it, and then it takes you away to the mountainside, and as soon as it drops you off, it seems like it just dies. It's just like, oh, I'm too tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe he's just taking um, a nap and then you yeah, can't let's just say that he's yeah taking a nap taking a, and then you get to this mountain slash new area and there's just like dead like giant like almost like a uh, god of war like titans that are on the side of the mountain just bleeding in the river and stuff like that Mo's uh, favorite section he's like yes there's death there's war this is a like video blood game. flowing through the river where is my first person shooter anyways yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's funny because the section before that reminded me of jack and the beanstalk like big time yes i, I don't know why it, i mean it was less fantastical but as soon as i got to the battlefield all i could think of is gulliver's travels oh yeah now yeah that's now where my same. mind went <laughs> Wait, what is that what, what are you guys referring to what's uh it's a story i i can't tell you who the writer is but it's a story essentially where um there are giants in the world and also very very small ant-sized people so and us. these ant-sized people have to wrangle these giants there's more to the story than that but that's yeah. essentially it didn't jack yeah. black play uh gulliver in the movie in the movie adaptation of yeah. the fairy tale yeah cool yeah, so very cool. don't don't watch that though. Yeah, don't. It's a very bad movie. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Anyways, don't play so, Brothers on mobile and don't watch Gulliver's Travel with Jack Black. We're making a list. And we're checking it twice. Done. Yeah. This is after we start our goat business. Yeah. Uh, but before that, before we start the goat <laughs> business, we have to impale a dead body with a crossbow. 
Oh my god. That was and weird. sever and some an limbs. Oh yeah. My god. yeah. Sever Do you guys remember limbs. the axe? Um when it fell, like the guy's leg yeah. fell off. It was like Play Doh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess more to give context to that, when you're moving around, you find yourself like interacting with giant weapons and they interact with those giant like titans that are laying on the side of the mountain. They're like dead titans. So the one that you have to do is you find this giant crossbow. So you use the two brothers, one on each side of the crossbow, to pull back like the tension on it. And then you go to the back of it, you fire the trigger, and you realize, holy crap, it's pointed directly at this other titan's head. You shoot him, and he kind of like, I guess, reveals the new area because the body falls down. You kind of move that yeah, way. Yeah, and his arm moves out of the way. The so bodies hit the floor. Follow. The bodies <laughs> hit the floor, exactly. And then with the axe, that one's probably the craziest oh. one. I can't remember how it was initiated, but you, you dr- eventually drop a giant axe that falls on the limb of one of these titans, and it now becomes just like a loose object the size of like a giant, like maybe, uh, like the a trunk of a tree, just kind of hang there. Now you can kind of move on to the next area. Pretty gruesome. So then, what's the next area? That's I think after cultists, after right? you get there, um, you go down into a snowy area, and is that not where you meet our lady friend? I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, you end up at that uh, blood ritual place. Yeah, with those like. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah! Where you have to pretend to be their god. That was amazing. That was that cool was so though. Good. Yeah. When the kid was going, <laughs> yeah. I was dying with the yeah. headphones on. Yes, yeah, so, this one is pretty. Pretty. It was pretty cool. So you, you guess you land there and you see like these Mayan like ritual people like kind of grunting and like doing a bunch of stuff and there's like a flow of blood from I guess the blood from all those guys in the mountain in the battlefield. You end up covering yourself with the blood and you become all red and then you see a little emblem of like a person kind of standing on top of each other so you tell your little brother hey go on my shoulders you walk up to these mayans and they think you're some like god of some kind and they move out of the way and you end up rescuing this lady and she follows you along realizing that you're not a god you're just two kids stacked up on top of each other (laughs) And, and you and you escape like the little mayan like tribal area and these guys are just watching you a real Scooby-Doo moment for sure. Bo- yeah. Bojack Horseman reference right there. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, just the way it was done. And once again, the mechanics. You're moving around and you're just pressing an interact button. The, the landscape and whatever's happening in the landscape kind of makes the story great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so Except this after, lady sucks. <laughs> but you yeah. don't know that yet. Oh, you, but did you guys you, notice? The older brother starts falling in love. Yeah, you, did, you can tell that he's he's smitten with her. What do we notice? I, I noticed uh, right away that there was something up with her because she was like way faster and like stronger and more agile than the <laughs> the two yeah. seeming. I think they were probably like teenage boys. Mm, and uh, I didn't know anything. I thought she was. That's, just, that's a good point. She has I, some crazy long yeah, jumps that she makes. She's she's fast. She's like jumping she can and she crawled over a log really quickly too yeah i thought she was just like a princess with superpowers gave her the benefit of the doubt yeah these were the rules of the of the world that you can climb up mountains very quickly and ride yeah so why did we give her the benefit of the doubt i guess what's who wants to kind of take on this next section why why did we give her the benefit of the doubt yeah i think big brother did did i think we know why (laughs) <laughs> explain Not it in words Shane this is a clean podcast what, what do you what do you mean the blood was in his head oh no I didn't say that I said that I don't, oh, un- no. I don't understand <laughs> Anyways, can you explain yeah. so, uh, 
Yeah. Go ahead, Mo. Mo, save us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, you, I, because this, it's kind of almost like I'm almost drawing a, a blank. So, you follow the, the, is this when she takes you, I guess, underground? Is that where we are? Mm-hmm. So, first we start. Where was the blood? The where was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael, go. <laughs> so, we end up getting to an outside snowy area uh, after mm-hmm. she allows us to be rescued. And we find a big mama turtle with none of her babies nearby. Somehow she's lost them. So you and your brother pick up the little turtles and you drag them over and you splash them in the water. And then the mother doesn't even say thank you. She, she doesn't let you ride on her back. She just leaves. Yeah, I noticed that. Never appears again. Yeah. Uh, but after that, you then move on to, I think, a section where you stumble across a big castle with a bunch of people's bodies snowed over. Um, and Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, it was pretty scary. But you, did you, you notice that they just turned into the catapult? Snow? Yeah, they're they're just snow, so yeah. you can't. At least I couldn't tell if they were initially people. They looked like they were people that were fighting to to get into the castle. Um, but I think you come to find out once you're inside that they're maybe trying to kill the thing that is inside the castle and not trying to get in. Did anybody get um, caught by that invisible giant? Yes, like twice. I did. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I'm thinking maybe twice. he turned them into snow. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, maybe no. that's what it was. Yeah. So essentially, you're in there, and you're, you're you see all these like frozen, I guess, people, but they're all made out of snow, and you see giant footsteps of like a giant, I guess, Bigfoot slash. Yeti. Yeah, that's just like hunting around. And every time it comes near you, you kind of hide behind the the people made out of snow to kind of mask yourself and then walk around them, and then eventually you get to a place where you're escaping from him, and you get inside of a house. And then he walks up to the house, picks it up, and throws it. And then the chase begins where you're running away from this giant invisible yeti where you can only see the feet until you get to this bridge. Whereas once you cross it, it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship, where like the Balrog <laughs> falls through and he falls through. But luckily, he doesn't grab you with a whip or anything. He just kind of falls to his doom once you cross the bridge and you move on to the next place. And then as soon as that whole castle town section is finished... You're outside of the city, and the the girl, the lady, the woman, the future spider, uh, ends up saying, "Hey, you the should come future, down into this, this hole here." I'm gonna don't go in the hole. Don't go in if the hole. If a stranger asks you to go in their hole, you <laughs> don't go in the hole. Isn't it what you learn as a kid? Don't take candy from strangers. Look both ways when you cross the street. Don't go into yeah. a hole. I didn't realize uh, yes. why. I don't know so why. Number three lesson for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so you the younger brother says to the older brother, like, we should not go down that hole. And the older brother in all of his wisdom says, But I really like this girl. He's selfish. His he, father is dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys. So uh, you end up going down in the hole and it switches to a side view. Uh, it made me think of uh, sh- uh, what's it called? Shadow Syndicate? No. The XBLA game. Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex, that's it. Um, Metro Metroidvania style game from the... Developed by Chair. Game. Yes, Chair, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you end up seeing all kinds of uh, mummified bodies and uh, a nest, and you realize that you're walking towards it, but you have no choice because she's behind you. And as you move forward and get inside, she transforms. She turns the lights the light in the, in the cave off turns into a giant spider. And now you yeah. understand why the, um, the tribe was trying to sacrifice her. Yeah. And it's literally like Lord of the Rings, 
reference once again when uh, Frodo's <laughs> caught in that spider area, and you're like, where we, there's nowhere you can go. You're inside of a spider nest, a giant spider nest. And I guess it sets it up. The younger brother is inside of a... I guess you know those giant like water bubbles where you go inside the bubble and you go like run across a lake. You've probably yeah. seen them online. Mm-hmm. You're kind of moving around okay. in this giant bubble while your older brother is getting attacked by a spider. What a reference! Yeah, I, it reminded me exactly of that mini game in Fusion Frenzy of uh, trying to bump or, or in Mario Party trying to bump people off of the edge. Yeah, that yeah, was, bump, that was bumper a balls. Ugh. Yes, yeah, it you're, was cool. You're so in the giant hamster ball, super monkey of, ball. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you guess the here's another boss battle where you kind of have to use the younger brother to build momentum to knock into the spider. The spider gets knocked over on its back, extends a limb, and then you use the older brother's bigger strength to rip off the limb. It's kind of pretty gruesome. And you do this until she probably has what, two limbs left? Yeah, just two yep. front legs. And then the worst thing that could possibly happen, which I didn't believe, she stabs the older brother through the stomach, like with one of her legs. And you're kind of like, wait, what? Like, the yeah. game isn't over. Like, we still That's have, like, That's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. That's it's not how it's supposed to go. But yeah, see, it was only... I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't believe it. I thought, oh, this is, like, a dream or something. Because, like, it can't end now. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. there's still a story. We didn't even, like... What's the dad? Like, how? I've never mm-hmm. seen a game, like, abruptly kind of, like, hit you with something like this. When, like, now it's like, okay, you, have, you don't even know what's going to go on after this. Like, how does I, the I game thought- progress... I thought, okay, maybe we're we're near the end. Maybe we're going to get the cure and it's going to fix him. And then I thought, okay, if that doesn't happen, how do I get back? It took both of us to get here. How do I get back without him? Um, exactly. I don't think there is. is a direct path back either. Like, yeah. We flew half the way, so. <laughs> yeah. So, so brother gets stabbed. Mo, what what happens next? Uh, so from just my memory, I'm not sure if I'm missing anything and someone chime in if I am. This is when like he's dying. Um, you get, you end up getting the, uh, I guess the water, the mystical water or whatever it is. Does, from the tree of life. Yeah, from the tree. So it's another little puzzle where you just use the, the younger brother. You give it to the older brother. He drinks it, but like nothing really happens like this. He's not being healed or anything like that. And then is this when that cut, that next like kind of mission happens where you start digging the grave? And you start slowly walking to the brother and then, like, dragging him slowly into the grave. Did oh, I yeah. jump too yeah. far ahead? After his, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, after the scene where he, like, is confirmed dead. Yeah, your walking speed goes down, like, maybe, like, 75% and you have, like, a slow, like, paced walk. And you know what? I have a good, rep- like explanation of this one metal gear solid four okay oh, falling through the microwave the very yeah. end when, when you're, you're tapping wa- the button trying to crawl your way out okay whatever we know the same tension whatever. is going on you're like walking to your brother's body dragging him slowly slowly into mm-hmm. this pit that you dug away and you're kind of like connecting the dots wait what how is it ending what is happening yeah, it's they could so, have done that. So they could have done that really poorly. I mean, I, I think of that Call of Duty. I want to say Advanced Warfighter, where, um, Warfare. or Advanced Warfare. Sorry, where you like have to press X to pay respects. Like you could, you could really mess that up, and like that's a big risk to do something like that and not have someone laugh at it or you know completely take you out of the experience. But I'd like to say that like it fit, and I liked it. It fit really well. That moment was such a climax for me. Yeah. I felt like I had lost my other half. 100%. Um, 
I, it felt so awkward to only control one brother. Um, yeah. It was the closest that I, I think I could ever come to understanding what it's kind of like to lose a brother. I mean, I only have a sister and we're not that close. Um, and I've always wondered what it was like to have a brother. And I feel like this is the closest I'll ever get to understanding what it's like to lose someone that is so close to you uh, in, a, in a way I only think only a brother can. Um, we're your brothers. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Thanks, guys. But you have to open a goat business. That's the yeah, deal. only if you open the goat business. No goat left behind. Yeah, uh, and have- then I, I guess from there, like... I, I don't know if I, I don't I think I cried at the end not there but no I will way. admit that I cried I cried yep no. and I First played the game I before this, I, I teared up yep yeah. uh, so you get Same. on this griffin again and go back home exactly and you give your dad I guess the the potion um, and he from just, but I mean before that I think there are some important things before oh, that oh yeah definitely some important things so when you get back you one have to conquer your fear of the water uh, yeah. But so far you've been able to avoid because you had an older brother there and now out of necessity you have to conquer that fear and swim and and get get the medicine to your father. Um, but I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I kept playing when I looked down at the controller as if I had both brothers. I was trying to I was using both joysticks in the same direction trying to control as if there are two brothers because mm-hmm. my mind still hadn't processed that, you know, one of them a one-handed one game gone. now yeah exactly and it felt so awkward being a one-handed game that it again left me feeling like there was something missing that there and was I a think sense of loss i wonder if that was a conscious design decision to go let's put the little brother on the right stick so that when your older brother passes away it's gonna feel one already awkward but two what game do you move unless you change the settings with the right stick um, from a development oh, yeah. point of view, it's already built that like the any input coming from the right side of the stick is going to be related to the brother. So there's no way of telling whether or not they actively did that. But all they they don't really need to change anything to keep the mechanics the same. I think they just once the brother was dead, the inputs coming from the left side just didn't do anything or activate anything. So I don't no, know. If- I mean, like, was it a design like design? design why can't i say design decision at the beginning to did say they intentionally put them did there? they intentionally do that so that you would feel even more awkward oh yeah. maybe yeah, yeah, okay. someone with the right awkward. only mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah like at one point right was like the little brother ever on the left stick and then at the end realized oh it makes more sense to put it on the right stick so it's more jarring maybe yeah yeah, that yeah. i wouldn't uh, i to be honest with the whole experience of it i i, I probably i feel like this was a well thought out game. Every little bit of it was well thought out. And um, when he learned yeah, how to so, swim, um, like when you guys figured out to you know press the left toggle and stuff, does anybody have like vibrate on their controller? Nope. <clears throat> so I played iOS now. So uh, the like when you uh, you know you're trying to figure out how to get him in the water, and then you press the left toggle, the brother's toggle, and he starts swimming. There's a very like powerful vibration um, that goes through the controller that like really makes it seem like you're like breaking through something or or something like that. Cool. I thought I thought that was oh, a really cool effect. Hundred um, percent. Because like you were already feeling well, at least I was. I was feeling a little like emotional because of uh, the loss of the brother, and yeah, for sure. just that that half of the controller just felt empty. And then when you found a use for it again, um, and you were able to move forward, that that uh. 
like it was an interesting pattern of vibration they used and i just thought it was pretty effective yeah when i when i was playing it on mobile um and you go as a little brother up the tree to grab the potion or the serum whatever there was a heartbeat on the virtual joystick and then i heard like a dum 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 Oh, and wow. he was slowly fading away and you could almost you could see it and hear it as you got further up the tree the the heartbeat oh, wow. actually like slowed down and i believe at one point it actually like as you were right to the top it stopped completely oh no, oh, no. didn't pick that up whole yeah. different experience with headphones that's amazing in. yeah whole different experience on mobile and with headphones in but don't play it on mobile but don't, don't play it on mobile. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's been listening so far, but I think the one thing they can take away is don't play it on mobile. Yeah. And Jacob wants to open a goat business. Yeah. All of no us want to open a goat uh, business. So the final sequence, I guess, since since we're kind of there, is what happens days after your your father gets the serum, right? Yeah, so he recovers. And then it, it goes to a cut. Um, where he's standing at the grave of his wife and you as the younger brother walk walk over behind him and uh, he breaks down and you're left standing there trying to console him and trying to figure out what your life now looks like and the game then the camera pans behind uh, or into the distance uh, out behind the, the younger brother's head and that's the end then the credits roll that's what got me that yeah. the, the that father like because there was a delay in when the father like uh, realized that he was in front of the grave and he had now a dead wife and a dead son which no parent should ever have to like bury their children but there was a delay and then he just broke down and that's when i started i'm just like oh my god i'm crying oh my god mm-hmm. for me it was playing without the other brother that was the thing that hit home the most and I, I think for me it was because that is the one way that um, like this is the only way that I think this story could be told. You can't have that same impact if this was made as a movie oh, yeah. or if it was made as a TV show. Like It is the way that it could only be made as a game. Um, sort of in the same way that you can't tell Braid a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was amazing. It, it was for me when you had to play without the other brother that I had those, those tears welling up and that sense of loss. Uh, when the brother first died and the Griffin came back, another Griffin came to pick him up. Um, I, th- I thought about that too. And I was like, you know, the only thing that would make me feel the slightest bit of comfort if uh, that ever happened to me was like cuddling with my dog or something like that, like something fluffy and soft. And, uh, yeah, I totally, like, when he, the griffin gave him a hug or whatever, and he was, like, kind of crying into its uh, feathers and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the end of the game. What what final thoughts do you guys have based on uh, based on what we've played and discussed? Mo, do you want to start? Yeah, um, final thoughts. Like, wow, great, great game. Um, top to bottom, storyline. Mechanics. It had like everything I kind of look for in like a gaming experience. Like it challenges you a bit, even though some of the bosses were kind of, I guess, easy from my point of view. But like the storyline was great. Each time you went to a new location, it was different, even though once again, you're just moving around and pressing an interact button. It didn't feel like that. I felt like I was getting a new experience every time I got to a new location. 
A um, little bit of problem solving here and there. Visually, it was incredible. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm just I'm talking too highly of it, but at the same time, I feel like it deserves it. It's all around like I've seen some like AAA titles that don't even come close to like affecting me like uh, with a good storyline and having good mechanics. And this one, it, it really is really well done. Jacob, what's your take? I mean, I was the one that suggested we play this game. Uh, Brothers would definitely be in my top 10 games of all time, uh, just because there are very few games that do what Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, does emotionally. I feel like a, a games going forward, there will be others. I think of, um, I played Virginia recently, and Virginia is an even shorter game. It's like 90 minutes, and it tells a very... Um, a very linear story, but the story is like super well done. Uh, there's a sequence in Virginia, and I'll stop talking about Virginia in a second, but <laughs> that, because uh, this is not the Virginia cast, but there's a sequence in Virginia that I argue is one of the greatest sequences in video game history, but more on that later. Um, it does what very few games do from a storytelling perspective, and you have to play it. What about you, Shane? Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd come into this game not knowing what to expect at all, and as soon as I s- started playing it, I was, uh, I was, like, into it, like, right away. Um, I really enjoyed the, uh, the aspect of the game, of how it was, like, a single sitting kind of game. Um, I've never played a game that I've beat in one sitting before, so I thought that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, just the story, the character depth, and you know, the puzzles and everything, like it was all very well put together. Um, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it like nine and a half, uh, mountain goats out of 10. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. I would give it a dead spider out of 10. Um, it was, it's one of my favorite games. Um, I'm so glad Jacob suggested that we play this again. Uh, because for me, I think it's that perfect example of doing something that can't be done in a different medium. Um, or can't be done with the same impact. It makes makes it being a video game special. Um, and then more than that, it was it, it's got a, a great style and a realized world that I don't think uh, that I don't think we see often. And I was so glad that I got to go back to this to this world, and it's made me so excited to play a way home or a way out when it comes out. Uh, the next game from the the director of this one, Joseph Ferris. Yeah. Because he created a studio, Hazelight, right? That's the name of the studio. And EA has essentially revived their partners program, but they're not calling it that, right? (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to play it too. It it looks... What game can you think of besides maybe Kane and Lynch that looks like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited to have more of these um, cooperative-esque games. Yeah, I want to add one more thought too. I think with the game, it's not really a negative, but it might be seen as a negative. Um, so, game came out in 2013. Um, right now, it's currently sitting on Steam at 16.99. Now, it's an incredible game. I loved every bit of it. But if I was gonna like recommend it to a listener, I'd say you know what, don't buy it full price. Not because like it's a bad game at all, but like I feel like this is one of those games that can easily pop up on a humble bundle or like a Steam sale. If you ever see anything off of it, I think that's the time to pull a trigger. You're going to love it regardless. I don't think it's worth $16.99 just because I wouldn't replay it. 
but I'm so happy I did play it the first time and I'm so happy I got it. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of like saying it's great, it's bad at the same time, but I think that's just one thing. Like if I was talking to myself in another dimension and I hadn't played it, I'd say yes, if it goes on sale ever, it's an instant buy, instant play, but don't really pay full price because... I feel like you can get a lot. You can get replayable games for sixteen ninety nine. I feel like that's your way of skirting the games versus time <laughs> argument, real <laughs> close there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's important to reiterate as well uh, about not playing on mobile because on mobile it only costs three ninety nine. Okay, I'm done. I'm so. I like so I like done. Shane a lot. Shane can stay. Mike, you're off the podcast because you okay. don't like Metal Gear Solid, and Mike, uh, he's Shane's taking your place. Yeah. Great. Okay. Keep Fantastic. people around who are agreeable. <laughs> and sensible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. You mean agotable? Yeah, you're oh gone, Mike. God. Mike, you're definitely gone. Oh. <laughs> So we're all of us are taking this game with us. Uh, no one's leaving it behind. Uh, yeah. Mike, why don't you close the show and try and do better this week? Do we want to mention uh, the next game? Maybe thrown to me, Jake. Um, so oh, next game, right? Sorry. <laughs> do do do. Alrighty. So, Great. ladies so and gentlemen, for it, Mal. what are we playing yeah. next week? Okay, so today I have the uh, opportunity to reveal the next game for the Left Behind Game Club. This power doesn't come to me that often, but. Uh, I think it's time to announce it. The game we will be playing is Super Mario Galaxy, 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 Ooh. Galaxy, Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited. I've, I've played Super Mario Sunshine. Um, if anyone else hasn't played it, I'd say, man, give it a shot. But Galaxy is the one we're going to be playing along. And I think we'll try to split it up, maybe. We'll see how it goes, because it's a pretty long game. But I've heard great things and after playing Super Mario Sunshine I'm excited to kind of give this a shot and I hope you guys are excited too because I haven't played it and um, yeah we'll throw it up on the website what we're playing up to for the first episode and then we'll also throw that up on our Twitter account if you guys have any suggestions of the games that we should be playing next uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Left Behind uh, Left Behind Club Um, you can follow me at RuffaloM Mo where can the people follow you at? M Mertotti everywhere jacob where can they follow you at uh at jacob mccourt on everything and shane where can everyone find you you can find me at chasso on everything c-h-i-a-s-s-o-o fantastic so uh if you could all do us a favor and if you enjoyed this podcast go and rate it on itunes give it a five because like i said in the past our podcast is only worth a five star rating, and if you don't true, think it isn't, then true, true. you can you can you can take a break, you can take a walk, kick some rocks. Um, <laughs> I'm on board with that. <laughs> fantastic. What? So, what? with that, uh, we're so happy to have you. Uh, so happy to have you go and rate us on iTunes. And thanks for listening. This take is, care, guys. Uh, that's the yeah. End thanks of the for having me, guys. Happy to join the club. See you, fantastic. Shane. Thanks for joining us, Shane. What's the name of the podcast again, Mike? The Left Behind Game Club. Did you say it, or am I just like grinding your gears real good? You're grinding my gears real hard. <laughs> did, I do, did I do good? Hey, Jacob, you want to sing us out? Yeah, sing us out. I would, I would love to. Closing time. Last, this the last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. I know who I want to take me home. And did you mute me? No, you're good. We're just keeping okay, you going. I know who I want to take Why me home. Why would we talk to interrupt I that? know who I want to take me home. Take me home. I really home. hope this is like faded out. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. It's been great, guys. I'll talk See to you ya. later. Bye-bye.